Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today on Legally Us, Todd and Julie Chrisley report to prison as their daughter compares their case to Jen Shaw's. Plus, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach lawyer up as they are reportedly out at GMA. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Everyone, welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Romani, president of West Coast Trial Lawyers and former federal prosecutor. Hi, Nima. How are you? Hi, Christina. How's it going? Good, good. Lots to get to this week. Of course, the big news kicking off is Todd and Julie Chrisley reported to prison. Um, this was obviously big news, but what's interesting is that their daughter, Savannah Chrisley, she spoke out and she doesn't really understand why Jen Shaw from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City received a shorter prison sentence than her parents um, for both of their white collar crimes. So she said, put the cases side by side and it makes no sense. It just doesn't. There were hundreds of victims who were elderly and people that provided statements that lost their homes, threatened to end their lives. There were so many different things. And she got six and a half years. Make that make sense. You will in a second. But so just so everybody has a backstory, Todd will serve his 12 years um, at a federal prison camp in Pensacola, while Julie will serve her seven year sentence at Federal Medical Center in Lexington, Kentucky, after originally slated to spend her time at Federal Correctional Institutional Mariana. So FMC Lexington houses both male and female inmates requiring medical or mental health care and holds inmates of all security classifications. So Nima, make this make sense for me. So why did Todd and Julie get more time than Jen? I'm guessing because Jen pled guilty and they didn't. That's absolutely right, Christina. There's a reason that Shaw got a significantly reduced sentence because she pled. Government was recommending 10. Her attorneys were recommending three. The judge basically split the baby there and gave her six and a half. You can't compare that to your parents, Savannah, who refused to plead guilty, insisted on taking the case to trial, blamed one of their employees, and even after the jury unanimously returned a guilty verdict, maintained their innocence and are trying to take the case up on appeal. The judge is not going to give you a discount under those circumstances. And frankly, I'm surprised they weren't taken into custody immediately after they were convicted. And the judge even gave them a break, let them surrender to federal prison. Right. So if they did plead guilty, what would their sentences maybe look like? Oh, significantly less. I'd, I'd expect somewhere around that maybe six or seven year sentence, maybe even less for Julie, because obviously she had already received a lesser sentence than Todd. So um, expect about, you know, maybe about a 50 percent reduction or so. And there's a reason why the vast majority of defendants in this country plead guilty, because there's many reasons for them to do so. They get a break on their sentence when they accept responsibility. So don't ask for a discount. 
when you push the case to trial and lose Todd and Julie. Yeah. I mean, why do you think that they're still maintaining their innocence even now? I mean, I'm sure as a lawyer, you probably would have advised them to plead guilty, take the deal, you know, go to jail for a certain amount of time. Why do you think that they are so steadfast in their ways and maintaining their innocence in this when it's been proven time and time again that they're not? I mean, they've had they had people lie about them under oath. I mean, there's a lot of different elements to this story where they just continue to come up um, guilty. Oh, exactly. Usually there's one of two reasons why defendants don't plead guilty. I mean, obviously there's a possibility they're actually innocent. That's not the case here. It's they're getting bad legal advice or they're just extremely narcissistic and think that they can lie their way to a jury of their peers, scam their way uh, out of sentencing before a judge. And I think that's what happened here. Here's uh, two people that have been used to being in the limelight, you know, getting everything they want and taking advantage of people. And, you know, it all came crashing down. Uh, I think Jen Shaw finally, even though she shot uh, a season of Housewives saying she was innocent, saw the writing on the wall. Had Todd and Julie done the same, they'd be in much better shape than they are now. Definitely. Why do you think Julie requested to go to the prison in Kentucky? Is she requiring medical or mental health care? Because this was, I think she requested to do this last month. So this was kind of almost a last minute switch. Yeah, it's ultimately up to the Bureau of Prisons where to place her, but the facility in Florida doesn't have the same medical facilities that the Kentucky federal prison does. So maybe it was for a medical reason. We don't know. That's not something that's going to be disclosed publicly. But if there's an issue that we don't know about, it may make sense for her to be in Kentucky, which is actually farther away from her husband, who's being uh, serving his time there in Florida. Right. Yeah. I mean, you do feel sorry for her, their children that if they want to go visit their parents that, you know, they now have to travel to do two different states and you know what i mean what a mess but if you do the crime you have to pay the time so can't feel too bad for them um let's i mean we've been talking about jen shaw and like we said she's going to be reporting to prison for her 78 month prison sentence um starting next month but the court has ordered her to undergo mental health treatment upon release in court documents obtained by us weekly um we say upon the release that she will have a five-year probation period After the typical mandates, such as not committing other crimes and reporting to a probation officer, several rules specific to her have been laid out. It says that she must participate in an outpatient mental health treatment program approved by the United States Probation Office. She must continue to take any prescribed medications. She must continue to contribute to the cost of services rendered based on her ability to pay and the availability of third-party payments. The court authorizes the release of available psychological and psychiatric evaluations. And uh, it also states that she will participate in an outpatient treatment program, which I said, which may include testing to determine whether she has reverted to using alcohol. Additionally, after the uh, after she serves her six and a half year sentence, she must give her probation officer access to any financial um, information and she has to pay back the restitution of over six million dollars. Does any of this seem out of the ordinary for you or is this kind of um, usual? Well, it's not out of the ordinary, especially the restitution. This is something that she needs to make her victims whole. And it's she's obviously not going to pay it all at once. And she's going to pay that over a period of time. So if she gets back on Real Housewives or makes money while she's in prison or out of prison, that has to go to the victim. What is unique to her case and something we found out at sentencing is that drug and alcohol treatment program. That's something that her lawyers asked for. So we don't know what's going on 
from a mental health perspective with respect to Jen Shaw. Obviously, there's something going on there with respect to drugs or alcohol. Um, you can't get treatment while you're in prison. You can't get some services when you're out of prison. And I expect that Shaw is going to take advantage of that to, you know, maybe shave a little bit of time off her sentence and get her the help that she needs to get back on her feet. Definitely. So if she doesn't follow any of these stipulations, she could face a uh, jail time if anything goes wrong following her, her release. Of course, when you're on probation or supervised release, if anything happens, you don't obey a law, even if you're not convicted, even if you're just arrested, even if you're not, um, you can be violated and you can go back to federal prison. The judges retain jurisdiction for a number of years, three years, five years to make sure that you're following all these rules and regulations. And if you don't, you can go back. So hopefully Shaw keeps her nose clean. Definitely. You know, she is trying to make some money on Cameo, charging $150 for videos. I mean, is the money even that she's making now, does that go towards her restitution as well? It does. I mean, she's not going to be able to keep that money that has to go to the victims. And this is something that, you know, probation is going to keep a close eye on. So uh, I haven't done the math. That's a lot of cameos for her to do. Um, uh, Yeah. To repay millions of dollars. But whatever she does really should go back to those victims. Right. I mean, can she sell assets to go to to, towards her retribution as well? Like, can they sell homes, you know, jewelry, things like that? Can that all go towards that as well? Well, she can certainly sell. There's some um, protections that she has. I don't know if she's going to file bankruptcy and really where ultimately all her assets go. But I mean, this criminal restitution is going to follow her for the rest of her life. So I expect her to be making payments for quite some time. Yeah. You know, obviously, people from all different walks of life are uh, accused of white collar crimes. But obviously, we know more about it when they are reality stars. But why do you think so many reality stars do go to jail? I mean, we're just talking about Todd and Julie Chrisley, uh, Jen Shaw. We have seen, you know, Teresa Judice and things like that. Why do you think that they fall into sometimes these uh, criminal patterns, I guess? <laughs> you know, Christina, it's greed. I mean, these are people that, you know, are on television all the time. They want to be in the limelight. It's not just attention. I mean, they want to flaunt, you know, nice cars, nice houses, boats, planes, all this type of thing. And, you know, they have this platform where a lot of people are watching them and they have an audience. So some, you know, choose to do the right thing and use that platform for good. Some sell merchandise or, you know, start businesses and others just defraud people. And unfortunately, um, that's what we're seeing with the Chrisleys and Shaw. Hopefully uh, other folks who are on TV take notice. Don't use your fame and notoriety for a bad purpose. And the other thing, from a prosecution perspective, you have a lot of evidence against someone that's, you know, going on TV, always talking about their business and their activities. And, you know, you kind of put the spotlight on yourselves. And, you know, when people start digging into what you're doing and how you're making money, you know, that's how law enforcement and prosecutors can get evidence on these reality TV stars. Definitely. All right. Well, let's move on to Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. A lot of people have been talking about this story, but multiple sources confirmed to Us Weekly that they are not expected to return to GMA3 after news of their affair broke last year. So an insider told us that Amy and TJ are out. A decision has been made. The network is negotiating with them on their exit deals and announcements. So ABC has not given a public update on the duo's status at the network, but they were pulled from the air back in December and the roles have been taken on by um, temporary hosts who still say that they are filling in for the pair um, and they're still featured in the opening credits. But we do have reports that they have lawyered up and um, are prepared to fight this investigation. So why do you think that the two of them would be fired if this was a consensual relationship between two people of pretty much equal merit as well? 
Yeah. So, you know, coworkers can engage in affairs, obviously, if it's not harassing or sexual assault, it may not necessarily be illegal, but employers can't prohibit their employees and have rules against fraternization and dating in the workplace. Um, so I don't know if ABC has that rule. I don't know if there's something in their specific agreements that prevent them from having these types of relationships, or sometimes there's just these morality clauses where you don't want anything if you're the host of a really important, you know, show that, you know, a lot of folks watch Good Morning America, that just really brings bad publicity and light to the network. So it depends on the terms of the agreement that Amy and TJ signed, but also the internal ABC, which is owned by Disney, their policy, they may have a policy against executives or employees from dating one another. And if so, they'd be able to move forward with discipline or even termination. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do if there is not that clause in the contract or things like that, do they have the case on their hands if they are fired? Or do you think that they are probably just kind of negotiating an exit deal at this point? Yeah, potentially. And it really depends. Are they at will employees or is there an employment agreement? I think with someone like them, because they're talented, and their hosts, they are going to have employment agreements. And then in that agreement, there's going to be two bases for termination, for cause or without cause. Generally for termination without cause, some sort of payment will have to be made by the employer to the talent. And if it's for cause, and if it's really under the terms of the agreement, something like this, whether it's you know dating a coworker or being dishonest to your employer about that, that's grounds for a for cause termination, the network may have to pay nothing at all. Mm, interesting. So, if, you know, if you, they get into this legal battle, do you, will this help or hurt Amy and TJ's image going forward, do you think? I don't think it's going to hurt. I mean, this is Hollywood, right? People date each other all the time. I mean, it would have been a bad look if they were married at the time and then ended up in a romantic relationship with a coworker. It seems like at least what was reported is that they were separated from their respective spouses. You know, sometimes people have work wives or work husbands. Maybe it was an emotional affair, but from what's being reported, nothing physical happened until after the separation. So I don't think it's going to hurt them. Right. I mean, in your opinion, do you think that they will be permanently fired from the network or maybe just not, not on the show together anymore? It seems interesting to me because I think that this would be like a ratings bonanza for GMA and you'd want to put them on at least uh, for a little while because people want to see what they have to say. But it seems like uh, GMA has another um, another oh. as to why they, they want them on the air. Yeah, it could be great for the show while things are working. But we all know like relationships, a lot of them fail, right? So mm -hmm. the concern would be it doesn't work out. And now you have two people who are no longer in a romantic relationship on set together, having to see each other all the time. And, and that would be the concern. Maybe you want to kind of split them up, put them on two different shows. So just in case it doesn't work out and things go down, you're not going to have that um, sort of weird, awkward relationship with your co-host on set. No, definitely. And like going back to the investigation a little bit, they they did say that they were, you know, investigating whether or not other employees knew what was going on at the time and if it, you know, made it pain, made it obvious that they were having this relationship. So knowing that, does it make it could seem like there maybe there was that clause in the contract that being like, maybe you shouldn't be dating an, uh, a fellow employee? Yeah, the ABC may have that rule. And even if they have that rule, it might be, well, you can't do it. Or if you do, you have to notify your supervisor that this is happening so they can take the appropriate precautions. So maybe that they violated the rule against dating or maybe it was OK to date as long as you provided your employer some sort of notice so they can make sure that 
you know, they counsel you and HR is involved accordingly. So um, depending on what rules, in terms of rules ABC has, it's too early to say uh, whether, you know, the anti-dating rule was violated or the failure to notify. It'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Well, Nima, thank you so much for your time as always. Thanks, Christina. Great being on. And I'll see you next week.